Todd Mack. And I'm Joe Dorowski. We're the hosts of the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we discuss a great character in a great story. If you listen to us, your fancy will be tickled. And your thoughts will be provoked. One reviewer described us as fanboys with PhDs. Our discussions cast a wide net, alternating between TV, comics, films, and novels. In one episode, we may discuss a Spanish telenovela, and the next week, an American superhero comic. That was January 2016. Or one week, we might discuss a Japanese manga, and the following week, a Jane Austen novel. That was October 2016. Check out the Protagonist Podcast. Great characters and great stories. Dueling Genre I was telling my girlfriend I was going to be here today doing these minutes and I show her the minutes I did last time and she was like this is a really good threat for a podcast uh, other movies should do that and I'm like there's Jesus. so many <laughs> there's <laughs> more than 80 of them there's so many Funny. you don't know like I literally like can name I can show you the world <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, what Yakko you start naming off the movies, uh-huh. but like in that United cadence. States, Canada, Mexico, Canada. Yes. But like name the movies. Oh my god, I kind of want to like, you would have to, you could probably. You'd have to make it in that cadence, that would be well, really so hard to do. Have yeah, to, what you'd have be... to do is you would, you would have to figure out like, based on the titles of the shows, like how long the title of yeah, the movie is. exactly. And, like, fit exactly. it into the cadence mm-hmm. like that. Oh my god. Just sit down and work with the meter of all those different words to try to make it fit. I feel like all of them are too, I feel like motion were made too long right a lot of the movies have like really long names like like just right off the bat Mexico Canada has like, yeah, the pro- very yeah. like short yeah the problem like, is that yeah the problem is that I can't think of any that have like three syllable yeah. movie titles no you can think of ones that have two yeah, and ones that have more someone asked me I'm like oh so I was we were talking about I was talking about Star Wars with my manager at my nice. bookstore. Oh. And he was like, so when does Star Wars Minute start? And I was like, they're like that's they're uh. the reason everyone else does this, buddy. I was like, aw. Like, Should have been like a long, long time ago. Long, long time ago. <laughs> Damn it. How did I miss that? I a can't go back ago. to a month ago when that conversation yeah. happened. But <laughs> a galaxy far from away. Uh, in the pilot episode of Steven Universe... Steven has this like time travel device that he uses to go back in time to deliver the perfect comebacks. That's yes. the only thing I've used that time travel Because like someone tells him something stupid and he walks outside and then he's like, that's what I should have said and then like, teleports him back inside to right before it happens. Which which is weird because Family Guy does an ex- like the same exact type of joke <laughs> in which Stewie keeps using his time machine to go back and ruin Brian's life. Uh-huh. Like, even yeah. so far as to be like, Brian, remember that one time that you hooked up with that Playboy model? And he, go, he goes, what day was that? Uh-huh. So he wants to go back to make sure he does it. And I'm like, that's so mean. How mean. So, so mean. And then I think of the redo. That's like, going yeah, redo. Redo. <laughs> going back in time to ruin someone's life. Whenever I think of that, I think of Reverse Flash. From yes. not only from the TV show, but from the L- comics. Like literally going back in time to <laughs> ruin. Like Flash's it was life. me, Barry. <laughs> it was me. The whole time. Oh, have you seen? There's this Netflix show I just watched called Dark. I've heard of it. I haven't seen. I it. really liked it. Oh, okay. They do this uh, this time travel element that's very similar to Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, that's okay. like. Uh, so it's like predestination, yeah. kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. that is cool. And and you get more and more layers to it as it gets deeper it's really fascinating the the time the wormhole is like a very specific amount of time that mm-hmm. passes each time and uh, and so you get characters that are like young actors playing the same character as like the older actors are in a different time oh. period and that's really cool that is cool yeah i really liked it <clears throat> okay 
We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Chamber of Minutes, the fan podcast that's overanalyzing the Harry Potter movies one mandrake crying minute at a time. <laughs> I know. I know. I had to go there. I'm Yuri Roby. I'm Victoria Cope. And we have Alex Montgomery with us again. Welcome back, Alex. It's good to be back, Yuri. Thank you. Thank Are you, you for sure? being here. Are you uh, sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? You know... <sighs> I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> talk uh, to me after the episode. Yes, yes. Uh, today we are starting with, uh, we are doing minute 37, which starts with uh, Hermione's genius. Mm-hmm. And it ends with Neville fainting. I it's mean, a good summation of both right? characters. Yeah, I think, yeah it I think is. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It is. Uh, I have a lot of notes. Before, so, so we start this minute with Hermione telling the rest of the class about mandrakes as they are in this universe Mm -hmm. but it's i did some digging on like the actual mandrake plant right i was really fascinated to discover that the roots actually do kind of look like people like yeah they they they, the root system sort of has it looks like appendages so superstition and like old world belief kind of seeping together in this in this idea that like i think superstition was that if you plucked it up by the roots it would scream and that would be fatal. It would kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, to counter that, people used to, uh, they would tie, they would usually, you would have like a, like a pack animal or something as you're like, heart, like out doing whatever. You would, they would tie a rope to their like pack animal and then mm-hmm. tie it to the roots and have the animal pull the thing up so that it, Oh, okay. I'm not pulling the roots out. So if it screams, it won't kill me. <laughs> Outsourcing, but you would, yes. yeah, but you would still hear it. <laughs> yeah, uh, all right. Not but it's fatal to the pulls, person who but... like pulls it up or something. Okay. I guess is like what that what that kind of. So if anything, your pack animal dies, and then I what? Guess. <laughs> and then and then you, I don't know. Have you ever? Have either of you guys seen um Pan's Labyrinth? Yes. No. Okay. It's so good. And um, one of the things that the fawn makes her do is she, he sends her out to go find a mandrake root. Yes. And I was um. I watched it like it was a few weeks ago, and I saw that it looked like the roots do look like a, yeah. a little person, like a little dirt baby. Yep, <laughs> dirt yep. baby. Exactly. Uh, you can, just, you can... just like the potato babies, yes. <laughs> like the gnomes. Yes, for the yeah. gnomes, they we, look like potato babies. We, I With looked pockets. up. I'll probably share it to the <laughs> listeners' army page. You can Google like mandrake roots, mm-hmm. and I mean half the images are going to be this sequence. Yeah, but. So many of the like actual mandrake like potted plants and uh, and like roots that have been pulled up and they still just look like squat little yeah like put, like like little root babies root babies it's mm-hmm. kind of gross dirt babies they're they're gross it's gross <laughs> it's gross it's just it's just gross I have a little bit I have a little bit more in the movie she mentions and it's very this is very important to the plot so we should talk about mm-hmm. this part first Hermione mentions that it is it is typically used to return victims of petrification to their original state. Remember that, kids. That is <laughs> Remember that. the reason it's that we important. are here. It's the only reason we see their herbology class. It's I just guess you could say it's the root oh, of 
all our <laughs> solutions. <laughs> Literally the solution. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, it works on so many levels. Uh. <laughs> on um, so many levels. The, the, the actual plant is hallucinogenic and narcotic. Awesome. It can in- induce unconsciousness in high doses and was used as an old anesthetic for surgeries in, in ancient times. Sounds like my kind of party. Honestly. Oh man. <laughs> it says it, 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 it was also used to treat melancholy and mania. However, sure. if you have too much, it is said to excite delirium and madness. Those are a lot of things. It's a lot. Honestly. It's just like, this plant does something. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hopefully it'll make you feel better. Like, yeah, but anesthetics before like yes. 1990 mm-hmm. were all like, just whatever. <laughs> Drink this. <laughs> Bite down on this piece of leather. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck, yeah. Uh... I really like that this class is like a really mixed class. Like we mm-hmm. talked about a little bit off mic, but standing next to Hermione is Susan Bones, Chris Columbus's daughter. Oh, we missed Victoria. We missed a, a, Chris, a Chris Columbus child cameo. Oh, Chris Columbus child cameo. That's four C's. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's why I had a really hard time with it. Um, one of his daughters, Isabella, who I think was the little girl that curtsies in the photo. Mm-hmm. That was um, one of my minutes too. She she's in the she's in Flourish and Blots in this movie. Oh. And we missed her. Oh. Um, How'd she get out of the painting? I don't know. <laughs> How'd she get out of there? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe 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 the portrait is like a new portrait. It's only been hanging for like yeah. a little while. That's why she's greeting everyone and curtsying yeah. at everyone because she's new. So that's the actual girl. And we just have a painting of her in Hogwarts. Oh, right. I don't know. There's a painting of Chris Columbus somewhere at Hogwarts. Oh, how funny. Uh, done up like a wizard with like a beard and like a big hat. It's mm-hmm. silly and I love it. I mean, so wouldn't Susan you Bones? put yourself in there? Too? Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, sure. Yeah, exactly. 100%. I'm surprised that like... I'm I would cast myself as Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that the actors... Like, the directors don't have like cameos. Like none of them. Some do. Like, I'm not Shyamalan or Hitchcock. No, no, no but like, it, or... not in this. Like, none of the Harry Potter directors cameo. Yeah, that's true. Which is interesting to me. I noticed um, my last watch of Last Jedi. This is way off topic again. Oh, okay. Gareth Edwards, who directed Rogue One, has a cameo in Last Jedi. Well, who is he? He is a. Uh, he is in the trench at the on the on planet. Oh, Crane. okay. Uh, he's standing right next to like Lieutenant Salty. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't. I don't know what Gareth Edwards looks like, so uh, I wouldn't have got that. I uh, I think I like read it somewhere that he was supposed to have a cameo, and then I totally saw him because I'd seen a bunch of interviews that he had done around the time mm-hmm. Rogue One was coming out. So he's there, but well, I can't think of other. I don't think. I don't think Ryan Johnson's in Last Jedi. I don't think so. Which is weird. Oh. Weird. Yeah. Oh, next time I see Last Jedi, which I'm sure will be soon, I'll <laughs> I'll keep an eye out for that. I want to know who that. I want. I, I was hoping that he would be the guy. Like. I like the guy that walks out on the sand. Like, everyone's in the trench, and you got this mm-hmm. one guy that's just, like, with his binoculars. I'm pretty sure both of you are going to end up seeing Last Jedi a, a, another time before, before I ever see it once. Yeah. Probably. Almost definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Victoria. That's okay. <laughs> it's not a priority. So, ten points to Gryffindor for Hermione's knowledge of everything. Which is fair. Which is fair. I think that this scene especially... This is just a little thing, but Professor Sprout strikes me as, like, a teacher that's, you know, not profoundly unfair to students like Snape yeah. can be. Yeah. Like, he gives, like, like she gives points where points are due, because mm-hmm. Hermione's great. 
Yeah. She, she uh, just points. It doesn't matter what house you're in. Yeah, exactly. Like, like if that was a Slytherin saying the same thing, then yeah, she would give them yeah, points, exactly. yeah. or whether they're a Hufflepuff or whatever. And like yeah. if Hermione, or one of the many other occasions where Hermione tries to say something smart and potions, Snape just like takes points away from her. Well, he her. doesn't even. Sometimes he doesn't acknowledge her. She yeah, put her hand up, and he exactly. doesn't even say a thing. Well, my my counter to that, and I have I had a whole conversation on some <laughs> online forum about this, is uh, as a teacher. You don't call on the person who's like got their hand up. You want to call on the ones mm-hmm. who don't have their hand up because they're not paying attention most of the time. They don't want to be called on. Mm-hmm. Right. And your point isn't to sit there and like vil- and find out like, oh yeah, I know you know it. That's no. why I'm not going to call on you. I want to call on someone else to give them a chance for them to learn something, for them to like mm-hmm. see if they do There's know it. You know. A difference between the kids who don't want to be called on because they aren't paying attention versus the kids that don't want to be called on because like they don't understand or don't or they're like. shy. Yeah. Like they for me, wanna. like even in classes when I knew I knew my shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just didn't want to have your hand up. Yeah. yeah I didn't want to draw attention to myself. Well, yeah. Because I, in some of the schools I went to like very quickly, it was like, Oh, Gary's the smart kid. Go ask him to like help you with your homework. Oh. And stuff. Oh, like, I don't, want that att- don't give yeah, me that attention that. either. Um, and so I, I tried to, you know, back of the class, just like, uh, do my thing. Keep right. a low profile. Mm-hmm. Get I was definitely that kid. I was definitely that kid that would like, I would like mutter the answer and someone else would say it. <laughs> and I would be like, no, take that credit. Like, I don't need that. Yeah. It's like Ratatouille. See, it was like, yeah. Hermione wants that credit. Yes. And I mm-hmm. think like Snape's well, the kind of person to just be like, no, Hermione, I know you know it. Hermione like, definitely I don't wants need to that credit because I think she feels even more like an outsider than most of them. Yeah, she oh, wants sure. to prove she feels herself. Need, yeah, she feels the need to prove yeah. herself because she comes from muggles. Mm-hmm. Like, my conversation that it was, like, about, mostly about the first movie, which is the fact, or, or the first movie, first book correlation, like, kind of both of those yeah. in, in, in combined is the fact that, like, oh, Snape doesn't care about Hermione, doesn't pay attention to her, doesn't know what she has to offer, and I'm all like, that's BS, because the last, uh, you know, thing that she had to do in the, in the book mm-hmm. with the potion trial, I go, yeah. was definitely for her, and he did that. I go, because he knows she knows it. That's why he's not going to call on her. Yeah. There's no point in calling on the same person mm-hmm. every time. That's true. Like, that. right? I hate it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember being in school, and you have, like, the one kid in there that's a know-it-all that's going to have their hand raised every time. Yeah. That's for like, mine. Uh, exactly. And it's annoying. You're like, you're annoying. Yeah. And the teacher shouldn't call on that person. It should, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, maybe you may not like it, you don't have your hand up, yeah. but you're going to get called on, and if you either you don't know it and take the opportunity to, like, go it over it again. It also depends on, like, what the teach, how the teacher responds to the fact that you don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because some teachers can be, like, jerks, jerks about, about it. it. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. It's some like, how do you not they're know they're too it, good you know? to pay attention while I'm teaching. Like, yeah. Well, some kids are like sitting there, like they're kind of out there, out yeah. there, and they're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. But Harry was just taking like, dumb notes. <laughs> exactly. Or drawing like, like, why are you taking notes about some BS about like, his introductory? Because he doesn't know it's his first day of school. So, too. It's so silly. <laughs> it's so silly. It's just like you're so silly. Oh, Harry. do you like, think Harry you do, was like a good little note taker when he was in Muggle schools too? Uh right. Like I don't know. I feel like everything. Harry was maybe just like a middle of the road kind of student, like an average student. Yeah, because he's not like no, he's, he's not, not like not a dumb really, kid. He's not, yeah. but he's not super super smart like Hermione. No, no. But at the same time, they don't have the same kind of classes that <laughs> yeah. Muggle schools have. Like, mm-hmm. there's no English. Yeah, but there's math. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. I think if arithmetic because because of I don't know. My brain wants to attach that to like a sort of prophesizing. Like it's almost like um, 
Oh, what like is it statistics? called? In... Yeah, well, have you read Foundation? By Asimov? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's like... It's like yeah. prehistory. Yeah. It's, or is it it's, like, I think it's psychohistory. Psychohistory, yeah. yeah. It's like a math system that predicts the probability okay, of what's going to happen in sense. the future. Um, I, I, that's always what my brain wants to go for, for that. Because I think she's taking it and divination at mm-hmm. the same time, and she drops divination. Well, yeah, because if I were Hermione, I'd rather take psychohistory yeah. than... Yeah, because this is like looking at tea leaves. A numerical provable mm-hmm. thing. Right. I don't know. We'll get way into that. That's a long time from now too. Mm-hmm. I just think it's funny that you can you're in a you're in a magical world. You've seen so much, so much that is beyond probably your imagination, your comprehension, mm-hmm. but divination is where you draw the line well, of ridiculousness. Well, I don't divination's the problem. I think Trelawney's the problem. Yeah, if she's uh, she's she's if, too much. If Divination had a more charismatic teacher or one that Hermione responded more, to. responded mm-hmm. to, I like more. Trelawney. I do too, and I think yeah. Emma Thompson's amazing. Emma Thompson, Thompson is a, amazing, yeah. like in everything that she's uh, in. Apparently, the two of them. I mean, we're getting way off, but apparently, the two of them, like on set, the Emmas, like really hit it off. Oh, of course. Oh, that's cute. They're both yeah. great. Yeah. So they are. Um, yeah, I think it would definitely be, be different if you had a. If you had a I mean, because she likes um, Ferenz when he's teaching his yeah. his divination class don't all the girls like yeah i was yeah i feel like again she kind of gets looped in with all the girls of like kind of swooning yeah swoony swoony which is uh yeah and i don't know it's just an interesting i think that like divination just isn't as immediately satisfying provable whatever i think also like mcgonagall saying like oh she tells some she predicts the death of some student every year Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think mcgonagall and hermione they both their perception, their perception of the magical world is based in a form of logic. Yeah, it's and very I think divin- Yeah, it's practical, and divination doesn't exactly yes. coincide with that. Having a teacher say something like that about another teacher is extremely unprofessional. Well, it's also oh, really right. interesting. And, but McGonagall's the one who brings her back into the school. Oh, yeah, but more, more out of, like compassion than than a necessarily respect for the profession. Yeah. yeah. I feel. Well, like, I, I mean... We all know, and I, my assumption would be that like McGonagall and Snape both yeah. know that like yeah, the course. real reason Trelawney's there yeah. is mm-hmm. because Duh. like she does have legitimate prophetic visions. It's just not all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. not like a thing that mm-hmm. like there are long stretches of time where everything everything she says just seems completely ridiculous. But then yeah. like the, she has those She's, moments where it's, it's weird like, because it's it's almost the opposite of like you have someone who's who's like uh, got like a dementia or something and sometimes they're lucid mm-hmm. whereas this is the other way where like she's normally just this kind of like silly sort of I don't say ditzy she's not ditzy but just like this flighty kind of character who sometimes has these real moments of like oh no she's a seer mm-hmm. yeah where all of a sudden it just like her whole face changes and uh-huh. she's like oh something's happening <laughs> wasn't her <laughs> mother a seer? I think her Grandmother, grandmother was like a really famous one yeah yeah That's, i don't know uh, we're, we're so way off a minute i know <laughs> not even in this movie <laughs> i know we're talking about sprout okay sprout like sprout. Okay, sprout. Oh, well, back yeah. to sprout so so we're gonna we're gonna they're repotting mandrakes today mm-hmm. um he you just don't want to talk about mandrakes how big <laughs> <laughs> he's been avoiding it what? my assumption no, what? is the reason that we're repotting mandrakes is because they're getting too big for their like is they're like is this like a uh like a hermit crab situation. Yeah. yeah. They're too big, so they need to be repotted. Like new plant. Like, yeah, any, yeah. Like, any kind of plant. Like, yeah. a, mm-hmm. like a little tree. Or how big do mandrake 
How big do magical mandrakes? Okay, I was reading up about this. I don't know how big they get physically, but I know that they mature and yes. they go through a period of adolescence where yes. they start acting like teenagers. Uh, <laughs> they have pimples. Like, Hagrid, like <laughs> attitude problems. starts complaining that they're making too much noise because they're partying. <laughs> God. We did a uh, live watch over our break right before we came back yeah. of Chamber of Secrets. And around this point in the movie, we got really into, like, adolescent Mandrake talk. Oh, God. And, uh, <laughs> one, emo. Yeah, the husband, like, emo Mandrake starting their, like, little boy bands. And oh, someone, uh, one of our Who's listeners. Who's My Chemical Mandrake. <laughs> yes! Exactly. Uh, our wonderful listener, Eric. Uh, who drew that who, out. Who drew that for us. And it was really fantastic. That's, that's on the listener's army page. <laughs> I love it. Because they just screech all the time. That screeching, that, that high pitch, like whine. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's emo. And it sounds like emo music to me. In the book, Sprout has pink fuzzy earmuffs. Oh, Which I like. So choice. she's a little feminine. Yeah. So she shows her femininity. In, in, in some ways. In, in, in some way. She can. Well, actually, I think they, they make a point that like when the kids are all going and scrambling for their, their earmuffs, that, uh, that everyone's fighting to not have the pink ones. Mm-hmm. And so I think she takes the pink ones. No. I'm surprised that, like, I'm surprised that Neville doesn't end up with the pink ones. Yeah. Even in the movie, like, I think just having him be the one kid that's got, like, pink earmuffs would be... It would be really funny. Yeah, it would kind of suit him at the end of this minute when he covers his ears. I just I just felt like that would have been something maybe on the list. Oh, earmuffs? Like, for all the kids to get their own earmuffs? I definitely think that that... I don't well, know. I mean, we don't... They probably... Well, okay. I think that... Could any earmuffs work, or do you need like special earmuffs? Well, you just all you don't you just can't hear. You need noise canceling. Yeah, you just need something to cancel out the noise of the mandrakes. Yeah. I, I I imagine they're not going to be the kids aren't working with the mandrakes mm-hmm. for most of the year. Like I don't think that they'd be. It's not like they. I don't think that Professor Sprout had a lesson plan over the summer. Like oh, we're going to be doing mandrakes sometime this year. Like they're going to need to bring their own. Like I think that the school provides them. Mm-hmm. Uh I, but I like I because I feel like herbology, the lesson plan for an herbology class would be more determined by like what plants need attention. Yeah. For like like it's the growing season for this plant. Like this is something we're going to be working with this year. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think that she like does mandrakes every year. It's also like wildly convenient that they're doing mandrakes this year. Super yeah, extremely. The plot. extremely. But, um, no. I don't know. I have no idea. I could be vastly wrong. But I mean, that makes sense. I just think different plants are in season at different right. times. And I'm so sure different things you're working you on. You can't predict on. what you're going to do. Well, yeah. I mean, if you know what season the plant is going to be growing, and I'm sure. There's probably like at least some idea know. of like, these are, yeah, here's the breakdown of these are the things that we're going to be working with. Like, which classes are we going to do these things? Like, oh, mm-hmm. this actually needs immediate attention. So let's mm-hmm. focus on this rather than. But it's like, it's like an art class. Like, you don't need to go have your own smock. You come in and there's like a line of smocks. Yeah. And you just like, take well, they've one. got yeah. their own smocks. So again, yes, like, they, think, there's, mm-hmm. like, there's probably like a wall and here's earmuffs and smocks and like whatever else gloves you just take with you gloves you know how no uh, real gardeners use their hands yeah <laughs> like like well, like her hands i don't with know her fingernails i don't know why the herbology students get gloves but the potion students don't <laughs> because they're working with no way more dangerous stuff no goggles oh my goodness it's like a chemistry there class a you need somewhere in the potion classroom <laughs> I would think you would need that too. Jeez. I would think so too. Gosh, what is he? What is he doing down there? <laughs> this dangerous stuff. She's her hands. He's like, no, like no that stuff protection. is for pansies. Like you need to do this stuff barehanded and no goggles. What are you? That's for wussies. 
We make real potions down here like men. <laughs> like men. <laughs> <sighs> you know, it's mostly Gryffindors on one side of the table. Yeah. It's always because well, the most we, we were gonna put let's yeah. put all the recognizable kids together. Yeah. Hermione's the only Gryffindor that's on her side of the table, I think. I think so, yeah. Because it's like it's Susan Bones and Crab and Draco and them. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, that, that trio. The Slytherin trio. Mm-hmm. So as is as, as Sprout's giving her lesson on like, oh, we're, this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be repotting mandrakes. Here's how you do it. This is what you got to do. You got to firmly grasp the, the, <laughs> firmly grasp it. Firmly grasp it in your hand. Yes! <laughs> I made this joke off mic like three times of waiting for Victoria to like, for it to click or something. Yeah. And, and I was just like, firmly grasp it. <laughs> There's an episode of Spongebob where they keep trying to show Squidward a good day, but it's like going horribly, horribly wrong. And so at one point he's like in a full body cast and he's in a wheelchair and they're trying to take him jellyfishing. And, and oh, Patrick's yes, trying to give they, him they keep trying to give him firmly the, like, grasp it. The, the net. They keep yes. trying to give him the net and he can't hold the net he's and like, he shot the net uh-huh, uh-huh. into the cat into the cast. I do uh. remember that. Uh, and it's just it's every it's so I didn't remember she, the she line. says it like three times in the in this minute and next minute like firmly <clears throat> grasp your mandrakes and it just made you like, that. yeah it's the only thing you can think of if you've yes. seen that episode <laughs> yes okay. um oh it's really really funny uh a SpongeBob for the win SpongeBob yeah, for right? the win There's a sponge- I I keep <clears throat> one of my friends I always say that um. There's a SpongeBob ref. Any conversation you can have a SpongeBob reference. Oh yeah, well, for I, sure. I feel like you do the same thing with Simpsons. Oh yeah, yeah. Simpsons been going yeah. on because it's been going years. on for so long. Oh, it's amazing though. Yeah. I I think me and Gary have spent quite a long time playing uh, talking about SpongeBob before. Oh yeah. <laughs> what else is there to talk about? Really? At the end of the day, <laughs> it's true. It's all SpongeBob all the time. All the time. Yeah. This mandrake is ugly. They're all. Well, ugly. They're, they're all ugly. ugly. I mean, but the one that Ron cute. gets is like. <laughs> fat. <laughs> we'll talk about it tomorrow. Uh, so she she pulls it up and it like squeals and screams and I don't know how they do that sound. I was gonna look for it. You're not gonna try to mimic it. No, 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 no. Maybe I'll drop the MP3. I found an MP3 of their screeching. Maybe I'll put it under this part of the. Yeah, it's really so awful. high. And she <clears throat> just plops it into another pot and starts scooping. So scoops in dirt to keep them warm is what she says. Yes, to keep them warm. Or is she going to, like, are we going to completely recover this thing? Like, once it's buried, why is it screaming? Does it scream all the time? Is it screaming because it's been pulled out of the, is it going to be satisfied once it's, re- yeah. once it's replot, like, replotted? I think re-plotted? it's screaming because it was taken you, out. It's the same reason that babies scream. When yeah. It's like, <laughs> when you pull them up by the head. <laughs> it's cold. I don't like this. No, I don't like this. Put me down. And you gotta, like, say yes, they gotta... Rebury so them. so it doesn't like being out in the air like no yeah. it's r- it's way colder put back. yeah, yeah. Like, put me back in my dirt uh we've talked quite a bit about chris columbus's love of practical effects mm-hmm. these are animatronic puppets yeah controlled so they're moving around on remote their own controlled oh. animatronic yeah. puppets freaky Ugh. I know, which means could you imagine like these? That the thing that I the love, kids holding no, it that's and the it's thing, moving the around. things that I the thing that I really love about Chris Columbus's commitment to the practical effect for the majority of of these two movies in particular is because we're working with a bunch of kids mm-hmm. and having like an actual thing like 
picking this mandrake up out of the pot and having an actual thing screaming and moving and like that's going to get the most authentic reaction out of that kid oh, that you're going to get. It's not going to be the same if they're just pulling up the top of like roots and it's just like a tennis ball so they can like digitally do it later. Yeah. Um, the only CGI creature that we really get in this movie is Dobby and is Harry the only person that has to react to him? Like Harry yeah, and then Malfoy at one scene. Yeah. So I don't know. It's uh, <clears throat> it's fascinating. Mm. It's creepy. I don't like it. Yeah. With the band like <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then uh, we see Neville with his hands on his earmuffs, but I guess his earmuffs is not his earmuffs aren't no, on good tied enough. On well, yeah. they're supposed to be. Well, I guess that's a theory. We'll get the answer to that tomorrow. Yeah. Wait, no. Does Does Seamus say it in this minute or next minute? It has to be next minute, right? I think it's the very, very, very beginning of next minute. Oh yeah. Yeah. It looks like he has been neglecting his earmuffs. <laughs> we'll get there. It's like you don't know how to use earmuffs properly, but okay. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh, they do, in this chapter, an interesting... Because we're so heavily in Harry's POV, They do. she does this really interesting thing where um, she's describing like the room and the setting, and then she deals with the sound, and then she talks about once the, the earmuffs go over Harry's ears, it's just silence. Like That's true. And it's just like an effective <clears throat> description. Do you think they're enchanted? I don't know. I mean... I guess... I mean, I can't it would help. Absolutely. Yeah. It's if a noise-canceling enchantment. Yeah, because these are earmuffs. Earmuffs don't really, like... They're, it's not the same as, like, noise-canceling headphones. Yeah. Plus, if you can enchant something, why, don't, why wouldn't you? Just enchant everything. All Just enchant things. everything. We asked this of uh, Rick and Julia from Mad Max Minute a couple weeks ago, but if you, if you woke up and discovered that you had magic, oh, what's man. the first thing you would enchant? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Let me think about that. Uh... First thing I would do in the morning, probably just enchant myself a cup of coffee. <laughs> Maybe do. my toothbrush, so I could brush my teeth without me holding it. Right, because that's, that's, that's so tiring. <laughs> I would want, as you mentioned, coffee. Because I'm going to need to be alert to figure out what else I'm going to do. With my <laughs> right, like I need powers. a strong cup I of coffee. Want... Like I need to sit down and figure this out. <laughs> I would want... Like a coffee mug that just like self replenishes. Refilled itself every time. Like um, mm-hmm. like in like um, Thor in yeah. Doctor Strange. Yeah. In the and Ragnarok. Yes. That's yes. that same scene is in Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the Doctor Strange after credit scene, mm-hmm. and then it's like it, it's interesting because some of the after credit sequences they've been doing lately have been just lifted mm-hmm. from like other movies that they're working on, which is an interesting way to do it. Yeah. It and and I think that it would ex- it would work in this universe because. In the book, right after the conversation with McGonagall about they're not going to get expelled, but um, like he's she's not sending oh, yeah. them back. Mm-hmm. She she enchants a plate uh, of sandwiches so they can eat their dinner, and mm-hmm. it keeps refilling with more sandwiches. And a goblet of pumpkin juice. Yes. So. Well, that'd be is cool. it? I'm down for that. Is it just? It's not creating more food. Is it just transporting it from the kitchen? My, that's my guess. Yeah. Actually, like when I really, because that's how it works inside the inside the Great Hall too. So like the plates are enchanted, I guess. I think we talked about this last time I was here. Like, I know the food. I think I said that maybe the food's all invisible, or something. Oh. I don't know. No, I don't. Remember. Yeah. It's like know. hook. Like it's not really there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> really there. They're just pretending really well. Just, just using. Imagination. Imagination. <laughs> See? More SpongeBob. With the rainbow. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 
I think that's this minute too, you guys. Pretty much. How do you guys feel? Pretty good. I mean... I'm not dead know. yet. I'm glad you're not dead yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty glad. <laughs> that was hesitant. But, <laughs> but, pretty uh, pretty but, glad, uh, I think. But uh, I'll, I'll <laughs> pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good stuff. Can you uh, can you come back tomorrow? Uh, to to soft maybe. A soft maybe. I'll accept a soft maybe. Okay. Uh, thank you everybody for listening to another minute of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. We will of course be back with minute thirty-eight tomorrow. Um, if you like what we're doing here, you can go find us on uh, on Twitter at HP Minute and on Facebook uh, at Harry Potter Minute and the Listener's Army, which, um, as I mentioned multiple times, is the best place to get in touch with Victoria and I. I think it has it generates the most discussion about the movie that we're working on and stuff that comes up in our weekend editions and like all that good stuff. So join us over there and uh, come back tomorrow for another minute of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Mischief, Mischief Managed. managed.